Hello and welcome to Stranger Things, the Downside Up podcast. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron Minogue. Hey guys. And Jared Levin. Hello. And we just got finished watching Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 7. And this is the penultimate episode, you guys. Kind of sad, but uh, it was a good one. And actually, really, this has been a very consistently strong season. I think the last episode was kind of my least favorite, but there was still a lot of good shit in there. Like, there hasn't been any uh, trips to Chicago this season. You're sensitive to those trips to Chicago. I am. If you're going to show Chicago, you got to show it in a good light. Like, uh, you know, Batman the Dark Knight or something. Oh, there you go. They went to Illinois, though. Although they did dress, uh, like I mentioned in that episode, they did uh, give Eleven a haircut that was, I think, intentionally meant to be reminiscent of Heath Ledger's Joker in that movie. Ah. So there you go. What would you guys think of this episode? There was a lot going on. A lot of moving parts to this episode. We open on the uh, the mayor's fun fair. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Oh, you do? <laughs> He's like enjoyably shitty. <laughs> no, I, I I wanted to punch him in the face myself. Oh, well, you could have punched him in the face because his black eyes have magically disappeared. <laughs> I think I could reach up to high kick him, which might be more fun. There you go could have uh, high kicked that uh that jaw of his he's got a very prominent jaw yeah i got a dalton high kick that's a or a chin he's got a very prominent uh chin that's a sign of um high testosterone oh is that right yeah that's why i was uh noting that back in our game of thrones series with the uh, gray worm having no chin thought it was a little suspect although he was a eunuch so he was eunuch he lost his testosterone he i say that the mayor didn't have any black eyes but i think they intentionally did that did you see when he has his glasses off like they're it's caked with makeup makeup he, yeah, yeah he had caked it on there i thought that was a nice touch you say cake i say cocaine <laughs> it's all good he lives like like a someone who does a lot of cocaine that mansion and the decoration and his uh lady friend we don't know what their relationship is although if he's a mayor doesn't don't they have to kind of be married like single guys don't really get elected mayor he's yeah, yeah he's married to the girl that jared's teaching over in the jazzercise class. Oh, okay they were married yeah. i couldn't I, I wasn't sure if they were married or they were living in sin i guess yeah because no because when hopper's like oh how about i fucking tell your wife about you boning your oh. secretary and he's like, oh, well, how about I fucking tell everybody you're drunk? It's like, well, everybody already knows that. Yeah. So do you have any do you have any new information? Tell who? People moving into town? Because people here already fucking know. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's given that the mayor does cocaine and Hopper's a drunk. Yeah, I think that's probably right. <laughs> Welcome to Hawkins. Stranger Things season five. The mayor sells out Hawkins to the um, pharmaceutical companies to fuel his cocaine habit, and then they all get hooked on painkillers. Which has been a huge news item in the uh, Washington Post the last couple of days. They have this huge uh, exclusive and like this infographic walking you through how many pain pills have been distributed in uh, areas of the country over the last like uh, 10 years really crazy how's hawkins hawkins is the epicenter oh yeah just as we suspect it first they got hopper <laughs> yeah at the top of the scale for like the most they just have a picture of hopper and then at the bottom i mean i <laughs> it's a picture of mr wheeler on the recliner <laughs> sleeping <laughs> i'll tell you what karen wheeler never wanted to bone billy more 
than when her husband acted like a big pussy on the gravitra or on the Ferris wheel. On the Ferris wheel first. On a right? Ferris wheel. Yeah. Come on. How much more of a bitch can you be? <laughs> He's like, why are we stopping? <laughs> She's like, I should have boned Billy. I knew it. <laughs> Was it FOMO? <laughs> <laughs> also, I wouldn't have gotten on that Ferris wheel. Did you see the guy operating it? His wig was off the chain. It was great. It was the creepiest of carnies. And Dude, she, that's a carny. He's the one. Yeah, they're all they're all creepy. And he's the one that she said she slipped five to to get him to stop the Ferris wheel, which I took to mean she slipped her five fingers down his pants up by the dumpsters, <laughs> which means that not much has changed with Mrs. Wheeler. She's got to have it. She's looking good, though. That guy's the guy that's operating the Ferris wheel is definitely a meth head. He has like the next level mullet because it was a mullet. I mean, it was short in the front and on the top and then long, like down to the middle of his back. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. I might have missed his long ponytail. Oh, dude. The carny tail. <laughs> Party tail. Ponytail is too classy for him. It was it was all over the place. It, it was a mane. It was a lion's mane. He's trying out a new look. He and Murray could have had an amazing conversation together. <laughs> I feel like Murray is a conversationalist. I'd love to get sandwiched at a bar next to Murray. I wonder who I'd want on the other side of me for conversation. We'll get back to that. But definitely I want Murray on one side of me. And actually, I want to be at the bar where we're at the corner of the bar. So one of us is sitting on one side and the other's on the other. So we can really have a good conversation, really get in there. Yeah, that, that, that's good positioning. That's, that's optimal. And you can open up the conversation. There's room for other people to be involved. Yeah. But we can also shut them out if we need to. Yeah. And how He's many... smart, too. Uh, okay. All right. He's all right. got good stories. I'm not, no, don't, I'm not going to no, twinkle no, in my no, eyes. No, 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 It's, a, it's <laughs> okay. No I'm just wondering. Yeah, okay. All right. Dude, he, he's good. He knows how to get people fucked, man. I like that. He's like the best wingman ever. <laughs> he is really good wingman. How many beers would it take you before you would start to let your hand linger a little longer on his shoulder? No, my, my body would give out before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but with whiskey. Oh, okay. oh the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He, I really enjoyed him in this episode. He was great. I, I get now where he was coming with when he was like with Nancy and Jonathan, trying to get them to fuck in his house. Little less creepy now because it's yeah. a little less creepy because he's just like, I want people having sex. Yeah, I like it. Now, does he have to film them? No, does he? <laughs> well. Of well, I think Murray would beg to differ with you. <laughs> it's the yeah, the tariff that you have to pay for his services. It, yeah, I mean he's got to get he's got to get something in return. That's his fee. That's a bonus. I also really loved. Okay, how about this? They're in the car, and he's like, "You guys need to stop bickering, or you just need to have sex already." And Hopper's like, whoa, like, how could you even go there? Like, um, excuse me, but didn't you just fucking ask her out on a date? 
<laughs> yeah, well, and why are you acting like you, he's so far off base? Like I could get Joyce acting like that because she stood your ass up. But you went out and bought a new shirt that you haven't taken off since. I mean, since <laughs> Hopper asked Winona out on a date, he's consumed a pony keg's worth of beer, a few bottles of Smirnoff, and he's had several concussions after being beaten by a Russian. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Hopper a pass on not recalling that. Sure. Okay. What Murray should say is like, yo, use deodorant. Oh my God. He's going to use speed stick. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to use that as an alternative to his once a month bath, which I I don't think is a great idea. I don't think that's going to help. Well, what about his teeth? Well, he rinses out with beer. I guess he could just not kiss. I mean, well, that's probably what Winona would prefer. Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. When, and also Winona made first move to be holding hands on that Gravitron. That's true. That's right. She wants it. She, She wants it. And, um, as long as he's downwind, I think there's going to be a lot of reverse cowgirl in their future. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like, uh, I can I can stare at the wall away from <laughs> It's the easiest way to pretend that you yeah, for somebody else. It's the easiest way to pretend that you're Bob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But she likes she likes the party lifestyle that she gets to live with Hopper. Yeah. She yeah. had to pretend like she thought Cheers was hilarious when she <laughs> dated Bob. Now with Hopper, she'd be like, yeah, let's get a fucking eight ball, even though it's a Tuesday night. I want a party. <laughs> that sounds fun. I don't know where my kids are right now. I assume Karen Wheeler has them. Which she does, they run into Karen at the carnival and, and Joyce is like, oh, hey, it's Karen, the woman who's been watching my kids. Maybe I should check in and see how they're doing. But And then she's just quick to go back to the party scene with Hopper, which is running around a, a fucking carnival. Like that was, that was hilarious to me. <laughs> she's like, uh, Karen, where are the kids? She's judging Karen's parenting style of her child. She's like, I left him with you so someone was watching him. If I wanted him out on his own, I would have just kept him with me. Of course, our favorite, one of our favorites now, the dad, who's just like, yeah, they're probably out getting into trouble. (laughs) Oh, the dad finally speaks. Which is cool. I mean, uh, for him to say, like, he may be, you know, a Reagan Republican, but he's not so uptight. Again, this is kind of the Republican before they became what they are now. The dad on the Gravitron, though, Mr. Wheeler on the Gravitron. Now, what the listeners should know is that I sent you guys a picture bright and early this morning of a picture that I took of the dad on the Gravitron. (laughs) Yeah. With his eyes closed bracing himself (laughs) (laughs) which wasn't as bad as him cowering into the seat on the ferris wheel but it was still still bad and not good it's not a good look for him no it it does call to mind does hopper know the difference when he gets off of the gravitron (laughs) between just his average Tuesday work week because that's kind of how he feels stumbling around Hawkins on his duties anyway. (laughs) He's impervious. I also felt like since we're at the carnival right now, when Hopper was in the fun house. Yes. I felt like (laughs) Hopper had home field advantage there. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Every day, it's just when he's walking around, he's shit canned. It all feels like a fun house. (laughs) My life is like a house of mirrors. (laughs) 
he just keeps his eyes closed and just walks. At least here, it's just it's not civilians on the street that he's knocking into. So this is this is actually a better place for him to be. And I was also dying for him in the middle of that fight for us to cut back and just to see him wailing on one of the body bags and then to realize, oh, and then jump back to the Russian. Like he just lost track of where he was punching. You know that he did. They just didn't show us. But we know. We know what happened. Oh, and when he's when he's coming out of the slide, I thought for sure his fat ass was getting stuck in that thing. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, ooh, I don't know. That's going to be a tight squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about the woman on the Gravitron too? Oh, uh, which? She's like, get on the fucking wall. <laughs> the one who runs at the carney. Yeah. That's who I want with Hopper. <laughs> yeah. That's the woman I see Hopper with. Somebody who can knock him down when he needs it. Yeah. Someone that can hang with him, too. Yeah. Oh, she can put back a few. Oh, you know she can. She's got a wooden leg. Winona's too <laughs> wafy. She's not going to be able to to keep up. Can Winona put on a bra? Like yeah. one that actually supports her tits? Is she? Is that too much to ask? That's what I was mentioning in the last episode is these clothes, I get that they're you know, she's inhabiting a character, but my God, they can't make her look any more unattractive. And she's an attractive woman. Like, it's bad. Is she opting for that because she's back to her shoplifting ways? Oh. <laughs> she needs a little room to hide some shit. <laughs> you remember I told you that I shoplifted before. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know baggy clothes are clutch in that scenario. I mean, oh. I wore Janko jeans. I stole shit all the time. Not proud of it, <laughs> by the way, kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, I even stole. And here's how much of a fucking nerd you know I am. I stole Moby Dick from Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I stole <laughs> that like 700-page tome by stuffing it down my pants. It was probably Jenko Jeans, uh, Barnes & Noble in Naperville. Yeah. Jenko Jeans. Not proud of it, but not not proud of it either. That I think that was like w the last thing that I stole. And I was like, okay, this is going to be it for me. But I'm going to, I got to do this. With the shoplifting for me, it's not something I'm proud of. But it's also not something I'm ashamed of. <laughs> I got a lot of shit. Like, I'm, I was pretty skilled. Did you stop after you got caught with the jeans or did it continue on after that? I was done. Cold turkey after that. Fuck that. Okay. You're like a boxer after they have their first loss. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that was fun. Bye. Can you give us like one or two highlights of things that you got away with that uh, that fall into that proud category? Well, I was telling you about those water bras. There was also these click bras. Oh, you were stealing those? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, okay. We would go in. I would remember those big old Navy fleeces that they used to sell. Yes. Oh, I remember the fleeces. I wear this big fucking yellow one. Go into Victoria's Secret and just like get a bunch of bras put them on in the dressing room, and then I would just walk out. Like, I would bring a bunch in. I wasn't, like, stealing out, like, eight at a shot. I would, like, take one or two. I wasn't, like, completely greedy. Yeah, you can't be greedy. But I would I would have to wear that fleece because you remember the whole episode about the back of the bus seat. Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't always been known for my tits. 
So it would have shown because I'm buying these like miracle like bras. Oh, they'd have been like, no, honey. <laughs> you came in here in A cup. You're leaving a double D. Something's amiss. <laughs> so I definitely took some of those. And I mean, it's a fucking adrenaline rush. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, right? Aaron's eyes just got wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, I can see that. Yep, for sure. You're like uh you're like Bodie in Point Break, quite honestly. Were you oh, yeah. yeah, were you stealing because you couldn't afford the book but you wanted to read it so bad? Uh, or you were stealing because <laughs> you were like, Yeah, this is fucking fun when I get away with it. Uh I am as transparent as they come, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I was stealing it not because I couldn't afford eight ninety five for a you know, a penguin classic. I was stealing it because I was like, Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. My name is Ishmael. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Winona and stealing, and how about the security at this fucking fair where a Russian in a black leather jacket can just go strolling through with a gun with a silencer at his side and no one notices? No one says a damn thing? <laughs> well, you've seen Hawkins, PD. <laughs> You're wearing a coat. You're supposed to keep it on the inside and then pull it out. But he's just strolling through with it at his side at the ready. He's got his finger on the trigger. And it's got a silencer on it. It's even longer. Well, it looks like a squirt gun you you use at the uh at the uh, fair with the when you when you blow the balloons. How did you guys uh, feel about Smirnoff getting taken no, out like this? I didn't like that. I didn't like it either. He he won he won Woody the Woodpecker. I was so happy for him, and I really took a shine to him when Murray and him had their little moment in the back seat laughing at Hopper and Joyce. <laughs> yeah, I loved him, and then I. When when they first, when he was like, here, here's tickets. I'm going to go get food. I was like, okay, here we go. Is this where he's going to turn on us? But he didn't. He was coming back. Like I was like, oh, as soon as I saw that prick walking with the gun, I was like, no. <laughs> and he's walking back with two corn dogs. How do you guys feel about corn dogs? No. No? Really? Oh, my God. I'm I'm a... Vegetarian now. I love corn dogs. Holy really? crap! Corn dogs. That was the reason delicious. that made you go vegetarian. No, you don't like corn dogs either. No. Oh man. Ah, oh, you guys are missing out, man. Yeah. No, I'm a I'm a firm no on a corn dog. I've eaten them, but there it's too much. It's too, too much, much going on. Too for much me. goodness. I don't know how you can have too much of that. Not in my book. I don't like those textures oh, sinking up. So good. And it I, now. Murray was doing it correct because he was putting mustard on it, not ketchup. Correct. I don't know. I mean, that's this is Hawkins. You're kind of in the Chicago area, but of course you can't put ketchup on a hot dog. But fuck it. Do whatever you want. I think actually yeah. a corn dog with, with ketchup could be okay. But mustard is going to be better. Oh, my God. They're delicious. You guys are. Yeah. Deli mustard, man. Out of your minds. I'm going to shut down this show right now. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna storm <laughs> episode off. over. Storm off. Put a hit out on both of your lives for not liking corn dogs. Damn right. How about when um after the Russian gets shot and then Murray is tending to him and then Murray runs for help, which I took to mean that he's running to the nearest Seven Eleven for a tin of skull. That's Murray's. <laughs> that's Murray running for to get help. He needs. He needs his thinking chew. <laughs> He didn't do CPR on him at all. I'm like, come on. That's like the first thing you do. Oh, well, he's still breathing. No, he's still conscious. Yeah, you still got to get blood through the circulation. Oh, did, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm trained. 
He's a he's a surfing instructor. He knows what the fuck he's talking I'm a about. A trained lifeguard, just like Billy. <laughs> you gotta have those uh, that CPR training. Wait, are you a trained lifeguard too? Yeah. Oh wow! Beach lifeguard or or pool lifeguard? Is there a difference? Um, there is. I'm qualified to do be a pool lifeguard. Okay. Oh, awesome. But beach one, you have to do the you have to work for the, the fire department. Oh, okay. How did you not mention this back with uh, Billy and his lifeguarding? How are we only learning this now in episode seven? Yeah, we want answers. I keep getting distracted with everything else. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's all right. Okay, cool. So he is conscious. So you would uh, just do the chest compressions without the breathing. Uh, well, yeah. So that's hands only CPR, but you would have to compress it with his air. Okay. All right. Well, I have a mask in my bag. Well, there we go, Aaron. We just learned something. Well, you should have been there instead of Murray. I know, I would have. Should have had the aerobics instructor come strolling in, save the day. Yeah, and then do some booty shakes. Yeah. <laughs> you should have done more booty shaking at the Chippendale audition. Well, they know, say I that you can up. do chest compressions to, uh, what's that disco song? Staying Alive? That, that... Staying Alive. It, actually, in the train, that's one of the songs they say you have to go in that rhythm. Huh? 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 Okay, yeah. All right. So there you go. You could have... Could have combined both performances the lifeguarding and the aerobics instruction right there stranger things missed out but there could always be a season four and you know where to find jared he's right here in la god damn it yeah i know man (laughs) but murray isn't uh isn't able to (laughs) he just like ditches him yeah well he was trying to get he's like Oh, there's a lot of blood here. I can't I can't be around this. Keep pressure on it. I'm going to go get someone else to come over here and deal with this shit. And on his way, he He's did true. stop at the Tilt-A-Whirl, but it was a short line. He felt like he could probably squeeze it in on his way. Yeah, there you go. You would never in a million years come upon a Tilt-A-Whirl that didn't have a line like this. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I had to get on the ride. Yeah. What was I going to do? Joyce hits the mayor. Oh, that was entertaining. Loved it. I was like, yes. Yes, Joyce. I like the I like her uh, ball kick. Oh, did she kick him in the balls too? She kicked him in the balls and then punched him in the face. Weren't we talking oh, about whoa. that last episode about how in movies they do that and it's just kind of it's just taken for granted? Like, oh, that's just a thing. If you actually kick somebody with full force in the testicles, like it is brutal. Like Aaron, you were saying like you did that once in grade school. Scarred me. And yeah, and it scarred you for life. I'll never do it again unless I my life depends on it. It, it, it's what drove you to shoplifting. Wow. This therapy session is really helpful. Yeah. But if you get kicked a lot, it, it, you know, you get used to it. I used to get kicked like twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jared had to pay on. people to do it. That's the weirdest yeah. part about it. <laughs> I did. 109 a month. <laughs> okay. Aaron, do we want to ask how you how Jared got... Kick. Oh, fuck yeah, we want to know. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, can we make it quick, Jared? How how did you get kicked in the balls twice a week? Kickboxing? Oh, god damn. Look at what we learn about Jared. Shit. Yeah, I, I had a couple of amateur. Uh, I, I was trying to do MMA before I did comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Wait, when was, like, how long ago was this? This is 11 years, uh, 10 years ago. And how far along did you go with that? Like, what what style of martial arts were you doing? I did Muay Thai and I did submission and boxing. And 
how, for how long did you do that? Like how much, how many years of training? Almost two years. I, I had a couple of exhibition fights, you know, one in boxing, wow. two in kickboxing, but I'm funnier. So I decided to do that. Dude. <laughs> awesome. If anybody tries to fuck with us. Exactly yeah. where I was Jared's going. Jared's going to whoop their asses. We're safe. You people on Twitter better watch what the fuck you say. I'm out of shape though, dude. Yeah, I, it's not as impressive as it sounds. I can't kick. I can't kick people in the face anymore. I can do that though. Okay. Yeah, Aaron's that got that covered. I don't know what I can do. I must. I can, you know what I can do is I. I can. Um. I can shout encouragement from the sidelines. <laughs> That's just what we're missing. I'm pretty good at that. I'm a hype man. That's good. You need a hype man. Wow. Okay. Jared was a, a kickboxer, and he's a lifeguard. Yeah. And he's doesn't feel pain when he's kicked in the nuts. Apparently. I feeling... You get used to it after a while. It hurts, though. <laughs> it happens a lot. I don't, I don't want to live in a world where you can yeah, get used I, to it. I, yeah, I think you made the better choice with comedy. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, yeah. You get kicked in the nuts there, too. Yeah, that's a spiritual kicking in the nuts. And it's more than <laughs> twice a week. It's, it's every 30 seconds. But you know what? Your, your spirit can take a lot more abuse than your actual testicles. <laughs> Guys, I don't understand when they see the monster. Wh- are they at Hopper's house? Where the fuck are they? I thought they were at Will's house. but I So don't did know. I. That's oh. what I was going to say. And it's near and, and Will's house and Joyce's house. So when Joyce is asking Karen about where the kids are, she knows that they're <laughs> within walking distance of her house, but she's not going to bother to check. And so that's where the kids are. They look out the door. They see the big monster, the, what is this, the mind flare or whatever coming at them. And then they run inside the house. That thing looked like it was 100 yards away, and yet they have time to go inside the house, stock up, board. I don't know if they're boarding up windows, but putting things up against. And then they're still waiting for it to come. It was running full tilt toward them. Right, like if you had all that time to be boarding up shit, uh, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Get in the car and leave. Yeah. What are we doing? Goddamn kids. Just before we get off of Hopper and them, the scene where Hopper's driving everybody under the influence <laughs> looks <laughs> such a great scene title. They're coming from Murray's place where they were drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's driving. It looks like it was shot in the 80s. Did anybody else notice that? Like, it's like so clearly a green screen, like. Yeah, Hopper's oh. hair, like just, <laughs> and they were willing to get the rig and do the car, but they knew that Hopper was actually drunk, so they couldn't risk it. Yeah, even though even though it's gonna just be on the back of a flatbed truck, they still didn't trust him behind the wheel of a car that could actually potentially go somewhere. They're like, oh, it's risky. <laughs> we didn't take out enough of an insurance policy for this. If it was just Hopper in the car, that'd be one thing, but we got three other actors that we need for future scenes so we can't write four people out of the show yeah winona ryder she's our biggest star uh. and murray's manager is a real motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> murray maybe murray is his own manager <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a manager 
he wears a hat when he talks as the manager and then takes the hat off when he's being yeah. himself yeah. in the meeting. But what's crazy is he's still in the tank top and the cutoff jean shorts. And can you imagine that guy screaming at you and pounding on the desk? <laughs> like, out of character? That is a, that is frightening. You're right. I would abide by whatever whatever his demands are. Just, just give them because we don't know where this could go. When they get into Indiana, you see the sign. It says, Welcome to Indiana. Drive carefully, which I thought was funny because clearly we already know that Hopper's drunk while he's driving. So the irony there. But then also I think why it's funny is that Indiana went out of its way to say drive carefully while you're here, as in pay attention, drive defensively because the chief of police. (laughs) (laughs) They only put that sign up two years ago. (laughs) Chief. He's drunk. If he's out on the road, if he's awake, we're in danger. He's under the influence. So just, guys, be careful out there. But welcome to the to the state here. Welcome. Keep your eyes open. Oh man, his job's um, only ceremonial. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a ceremonial alcoholic chief. You guys, <laughs> just just a heads up. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you spot him, could you let the mayor know? Because <laughs> he's been looking for him. <laughs> he owes him money. Uh, also, we have the most covered bridges of any state in the United States. <laughs> it's really nice here. Enjoy. <laughs> I wonder how the state of Indiana feels about the way they're portrayed in Stranger Things. <laughs> they're they're right there with Russia. They're outraged. Yeah. They're filing a class action lawsuit with Russia. <laughs> So the monster ends up making its way to the house. It's a cool looking monster. It's ripped a hole in the roof and then it's got 11 by the legs and you know you're in some serious shit when you are relying on Nancy's aim with a shotgun to take that <laughs> fucker out. <laughs> she can't even lift the shotgun. She can barely lift it, barely cock it. And has anybody checked as to whether this is buckshot or slugs? If it's buckshot, <laughs> she's maiming half of the kids. And Eleven is no longer with us. Yeah, yeah. Dude, she's a hazard. <laughs> What's more dangerous, the monster or Nancy with a gun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, they're, they're screaming at Nancy to put the gun down. We'll take our chances with the fucking Demogorgon. <laughs> we don't we just aim it toward the floor, please. They're like, Nancy, we had a good run. It's <laughs> over for us. Put yeah. the gun down. Yeah. <laughs> we want to go out with some dignity. <laughs> she starts passing out and then just starts aiming at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's like uh, Looney Tunes. She looks at the kids and she sees like a chicken leg. <laughs> There's stars around her head. And the monster is now caught up in it, too. The monster's freaked out. <laughs> the monster's trying to help the kids get away she from She mind-fucked it. <laughs> this scene especially got me more pissed about Eleven's sister. Now I fucking hate this girl. The one, the sister, eight or whoever. She's not a real yeah. sister, but she's obviously not been checking up on Eleven. Nope. She's not been walking through the little, the water. 
where they just walk through the water and find people. She's right. not doing any of that shit. Nope. That would have been nope. a great time for her to show up. Yeah, you know, but she's she's busy. We could really use your help. She's doing heroin with the Mohawk guy. She's, yeah. Well. She's busy making people see spiders that aren't there. She's 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 occupied. Before you nod out, you mind helping a sister out? <laughs> also, have you guys thought at all about she's eight and 11's 11? Like, where are the other numbers? Oh, yeah. Nine and ten. I, I want to see one. I'd love to find out that one was Hopper. <laughs> one, the more he drinks, the more uh, bulletproof he becomes. <laughs> they gave up on him very early on. <laughs> they just booted him out. They weren't trying to protect him and keep him in. They were trying to push him out. His first gen. <laughs> yeah. They make their way to the grocery store, and I was freaking out over the cereal aisle. I don't know if you guys were paying attention. I, I love cereal, kid cereal. I don't eat it anymore. They had Ghostbusters cereal. Did you guys ever have that? No. I don't think so. I had Booberry. Oh, I loved Booberry. It was a great cereal, but it had marshmallows that instantly liquefied as soon as like, they were the, the, those weird marshmallows they couldn't get the hang of right they were not lucky charms like that stayed crisp they just instantly went weird soggy but i still liked it mr t cereal i remember mr t's never ate it but i knew about it i never ate that either my wife used to see mr t at the 24-hour fitness in sherman oaks and she said he'd always say Hi, how you doing, sister? Whenever he'd uh, see her. And she said that she never seemed to see him working out. He would just constantly circulate the gym and be talking to people. (laughs) That's hilarious. I pity the fool. He's walking around giving pities. He's awesome. I just love I just love that. That he he's so cool. It's so gregarious that he just he just spends like hours at the gym just talking with people and you know, always nodding. He's like, Hey, hello, sister. And (laughs) Does he still have gold chains on? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if he did. I'm with the same agency as he is. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Him and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Can you get him on the show? Yeah. Or a neighbor. Exactly. A neighbor. Yeah. Can we get one? <laughs> What's your guys' favorite cereals? Ooh. You know, when I'm going to go for like a crappy kid cereal, it's one of three. It's either Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or Apple Jacks. Oh, mm. Apple Jacks. Forgot about Apple Jacks. They're so fucking good. How about Apple Cinnamon Cheerios? Nah. No. Okay, just me. Yeah. <laughs> Trying too hard to toe the line between being healthy but also being sweet. It's got a real <laughs> gravelly texture. No good. No. Yeah, it leaves your teeth weird. Yeah. But I do like a honey nut. I'll do a honey nut Cheerio. When I was growing up, that was my thing. My mom would somehow not let me have the super sweet cereals because they had too much sugar. But honey nut Cheerios, you know, slipped under the radar and it had like just as much sugar as Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. look at the box. But because it looks all healthy and it's a brown color, it's like, oh, that's not fun. So I can eat that. It's a Boring. Cereal. It's perfect for my son. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> she wanted to make sure I grew up to be born and, and succeeded. <laughs> she wanted you to be healthy. I mean, I meant like in that way. The food, the taste <laughs> will be boring. It's perfect. She tried to get you to stay away from Jenko jeans. <laughs> yeah, I also translated it into into my personality. And, uh, yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, brown, dreary. <laughs> well, you do go for vanilla ice cream when you're at Baskin Robbins. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> That's very true. But I go for chocolate in my dating life. Oh. oh. 
Touche. I'll cut that one out before we get hate, <laughs> before we get hate mail. You racist! How dare you marry a African? You married her just to be racist. <laughs> just so I could have the opportunity to say these racist things. Absolutely, it's all part of the plan. You're like Tim Watley. <laughs> I can say this. <laughs> uh, you didn't tell us your favorite cereal, Aaron. Oh, my favorite cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that's a good one. Jared, where do you fall on Cinnamon Toast Crunch? That's Dude, that's my favorite. Oh, okay. So we all it have is? that. Let's have a Cinnamon Toast Crunch party. <laughs> I like Apple Cinnamon Cheerios too, but uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite. It's a good one. And I did not like it when I was a kid. I only discovered it in college and it became a favorite for sure. Is that when you started experimenting with the flavors? I did. Yeah, a lot of experimentation <laughs> in college. <laughs> college is an experimental time in our lives. Most people take it sexually. I just I took it as the cereal aisle. This is where I get to explore who I am. <laughs> I can have what now? <laughs> I've loved Cinnamon Toast Crunch my whole life. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you're an OG when it comes to that. I Yeah. And well, the thing is, too, that I never was like a big cereal person either. Mm. I forgot about Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks are overlooked. They're delicious. And they underrated. Are good. I like yeah. those. I forgot all about them. When you said them, I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot about Apple Jacks. They like dissolve on your tongue and it is like a weird ecstasy in your mouth with apple jacks they're intense they're great. best ad campaign though for cereal for me is pops oh yeah gotta have my pops really? gotta have my pops oh i thought you were gonna say the tricks rabbit i think the tricks rabbit it was there. so brilliant in creating an addict yeah oh yeah that's true you know what's funny my first stand-up it was about the tricks bunny rabbit oh yeah yeah it bombs so hard oh <laughs> wow He's like, how can the, how can, what's the deal with the tricks rabbit? He, he's never had tricks. How can you like something you never had? It was a Seinfeld, what's the deal a bit? Yeah, I tried to Seinfeld when I started comedy. Big mistake. What's the deal with these cartoon rabbits? <laughs> <laughs> Say something funny. <laughs> and uh, seriously, fuck, well, no, not, was it fuck that rabbit? No, that, no, fuck those kids. Fuck those kids who are always like, what did the rabbit do? The rabbit just wanted some tricks. He's obviously jonesing for it. Well, oh, why can't yeah. he yeah, like, some? You gluttonous fucks. Yeah. You can't share. You can't give him one bite. Yeah. If you each give him a bite, it's almost like he's got his own bowl. All you have to do is each spare one bite from your bowl. <laughs> These kids are probably grew up to be, you know, titans of industry and just exploiting people left and right. They're just assholes, keeping it all for themselves, concentrating the wealth amongst the very top. Yes, one of them is Jeff Bezos. There you go. They live here in San Francisco with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. We forgot to mention this with uh, Murray, but his... Uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren speech to Smirnoff about how the games are all rigged. I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I loved that too. But then I love that he went and hit that last balloon. When I get into conversations uh, like this with my wife, I, I sound a lot more like Murray. And then my wife from Nigeria is like, yeah, I just don't let any of that stop me. And look where I am. I came from, you know, having no shoes and coming here with a, no education, having to teach myself to read and write and do math. And I'm the, that shuts me up for a little bit. I'm like, oh, that is a good yeah, point. But then you go, you lived in San Diego. 
Yeah, but like her parents like came here with nothing and built it up. I would say just as, you know, if you're looking for something to throw back at her. Yeah. You could just do like a spend a winter in Chicago and then talk to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is a game set match. Uh, okay, I will keep that in my back pocket. Yeah. Oh, don't work, don't let her hear this. <laughs> I'll I'll preface it with Aaron said that I should say. <laughs> you know, Aaron told me that I should say to you. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's no more podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What for me for Aaron <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's this scene in the grocery store with Lucas and Mike where I get a window into them and I think that they could be favorites too if we saw more of their banter they're exactly like me and my childhood friend Tanner where they argue about everything everything and anything they will just have an argument about what were they arguing about again uh, coke oh yeah they were where they were arguing about the difference between coke and new coke that is exactly like my friend tanner and i it it doesn't matter even if we if one person says that they like new coke better than coke even if we agree with them we're just going to take the opposite position and just start arguing with them (laughs) and just go on it's so great i love that who liked the new coca-cola anyway Lucas is so fucking smooth. Like, we could have gotten a little bit more Lucas, to be honest. I did not like him first season, and I love him this season. He's just so cool and collected, man. I love it. He's suave. Yeah, he is. (laughs) I liked him first season, too. I remember you. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I thought he was good. He was just always screaming. Yeah. He didn't like his passion. Yeah. Well, that's that's Winona Ryder's fault. (laughs) I felt like he was just like, oh my God, my friends are fucking morons. Are we really doing this? <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> That's right. And and which is being borne out here. I mean, he's the expert on women. He's the expert on every issue that comes up. He's kind of like the guru and like the wise man. I like it. I dig it. Plus all the bullshit that's going on in his house all the time with his crazy mom. Oh, oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. His mom's not, uh, who? Lucas's mom? Yeah, what I had uh, predicted was going on in that house. No, that's oh, Aaron's theory. But that's only according to Erica. Erica's exaggerating. I don't trust And Erica. Aaron. Oh, <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> Erica and Aaron. That's, that's a duo. <laughs> I was turning a corner on Erica. Even at the beginning of this episode, I was still kind of like, okay, she's she's uh, she's all right. She's, she's, you know, turning it down a notch and, and is becoming cooler now. Until the movie theater scene. I knew when I saw that you were going to be like, she's back out again. She's out. <laughs> she, did, she did have a job, though. She had a job. But she blew it. Shushing the people. You're talking during the movie, the, the movie, and they're shushing you. They they have a right to shush you, and you get this attitude shushing them back. Step out in the fucking hall. Oh, that's not the scene that I thought. Okay, I got you on that. I thought you were talking about like when Dustin comes back, and then he's like, "Where the fuck are they?" 
Yeah, I wouldn't blame her for that. It's fucking Back to the Future. You're gonna get sucked into that yeah. right away. It's a good movie. Yeah, dude, that trunk, that truth serum, man, that must get you fucking high, man. I loved Dustin and Robin in this episode from start to finish. I haven't. I mean, I love them throughout all all of this season when they step out in the hallway and then they have the cut. They have her Robin's eyes bloodshot. She's <laughs> so stoned and she's like. I think that guy's mom was trying to bang her son. That was fucking great. It was hilarious. Dude, man. I related to that part when they were seeing the stars and things. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, when you start seeing stars and you're hallucinating, you want to puke. I'm like, edibles. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag edibles. This is a commercial. When you're seeing stars and you want to puke, Hashtag out of place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? When they're all messed up like this, Steve's lucky to have Dustin as a friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a you buddy. You know, like, when they're, because they're, they're high, they're running from Russians. Yep. He's seen him out like, you're lucky if you have a friend that is willing to tend for you when you're not able to tend for yourself. Yes. You know, yeah. Natalie Holloway could have used Dustin as a friend. <laughs> Dustin was just born too late. What do you guys think of this? I think that Dustin's girlfriend is going to be revealed in the last episode and she will be smoking hot because th- it oh. occurred to me like a thunderbolt when Steve, I think, is talking to Robin about it and he's saying yep. like, oh, she's got he's got some girlfriend or whatever and she's supposed to be smoking hot like Phoebe Cates. And I'm like, oh, they've been building this up since episode one. They have yeah. to reveal her. And, and he she- goes... To be honest, I don't even think she's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought to myself, too, I really hope Susie's real. Yes. Now, because everybody's been doubting him, I want her to be real. I think she has to be. But I also want Eric and Dustin together. We should at least see that Susie's real, but it's never going to work out. It's long distance anyway. So it's going to be Dustin and Erica, and hopefully Erica will become cooler. I did, like, again, I just didn't like the shushing, but everything else about her in this episode I thought was kind of cool. It was funny with, yeah. with them in the movie theater. Yeah, it was funny. Now, what about the scene with Robin and Steve in the bathroom? Dude, I am so sorry. Oh, I was waiting for this one. Okay. All right. All this build up and ju- just for that. All right. I understand Barb being a lesbian, but this is bullshit. I swear to God, they made her a lesbian just to make her f- make make the scene feel better. I'm just, I sound I feel like a douchebag saying that, but you know. It's... No, I could not fucking believe she was a lesbian. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, I didn't see it coming. I thought it would have been funny if after Steve had professed his crush and all that, if she still had a little vomit in the tank. <laughs> yeah. And then just like release that after his final thought. Ooh, just like a sour burp that kind of comes out and then spills out the yeah. side of her mouth. <laughs> that would have And been actually, good. that would have been a better scenario for Steve. Of course, there's a little part of me that was happy to hear that she's a lesbian. No competition now. I'm surprised uh, at this reaction i gotta say because he gets ass kicked for no reason man fucking well yeah but okay so i'm surprised because i was not expecting it i was just as surprised as you guys are but i'm surprised at your reaction because i thought it was kind of kind of nice 
and played really well. What I liked about it is that it just kind of came out like, and then this felt really realistic because most people aren't douchebags and it's just like an O, a quick processing and then roll on with it. Okay, so now we're friends and now we can have this conversation. And there was no like bullshit, I'm going to reject you and then I'm going to have a change of heart later on and I have this whole like, oh, I came to realize that I still respect you. Like, there was none of that bullshit. It was just like, oh, okay, this is you, and we just roll on with it. I like that. I, I, I yeah, gotta I like say, that I really part. like that. I agree with that. Although I have to say, when Steve said, Tammy Thompson's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was the first chip in Steve and Mai's foundation. Oh, really? Because I was like, oh, Steve, come on. Catch up, buddy. Well, you never thought he was a genius. <laughs> Because back in uh, episode two or three or something with the the horse that's playing the song, you're like, oh, it it was nice because Steve was finally contributing intellectually. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little hard for him. But sometimes you you get past it and then you're reminded of it and then it feels like, oh, I'm having to deal with this all over again, that he's he's dreamy, but he's not he's not the brightest bulb. Well, dude, he's Steve the hare always. All goes into his hair, his head power. And it's probably harder to see that when he's all bloody and messed up and covered in vomit. But as soon as he cleans up, you'll forget about all that. Of course I will. I'll tell you what I what also I'm not gonna forget about. Okay, I have an idea about what might actually be happening here in Hawkins. When I see Steve bloodied and bruised, yes, eating popcorn in the theater. <laughs> popcorn that he pulled out of a trash can. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's when I realized Hopper is the mind flayer and everybody is being brainwashed to follow in his footsteps. This is what Hopper would be doing if he was there right now. <laughs> oh, that is Hopper move. Reminds me of one more item. Um, jumping back. Okay, Murray is asking Smirnoff about how the the nuclear launch stuff works and Smirnov says it's two men, two keys, like a nuclear launch, right? Yeah. Or how Hopper explains in Eiffel Tower in his homeschooling sex ed <laughs> class. And then he's like, doors are open in this home. What I realized too, like he wants those doors open, not just because he wants to keep an eye, but he's like, you know, she's kind of showing off when she shuts the door. Cause she's the only one in the house that's got one. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> Rubbing it in is what she's doing. He's like, leave the fucking door open, you little cunt. <laughs> just because he can slam it, and I just get to draw my sheets yeah. on a fucking I have to rod. whip it behind me like it's my cape or I'm a wizard. <laughs> I'm a showman. <laughs> Circling back too to when they're at the like the Seven Eleven like store. Billy comes walking into the store in his wife beater. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to mention this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was in for Sweaty. All oiled up. His nipples are like hard as rocks. <laughs> Skin tight clothes. All right. And then right after that, they have the scene where you see Murray and his wife beater <laughs> running around the carnival. That's good. It's like a match cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. Sending a completely different message. <laughs> Maybe that's why you were starting to get a little hot for Murray at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> You're talking about him at the bar. You're confused. It's all scrambled in your brain right now. <laughs> that's what the whiskey's going to do. <laughs> 
Merry running through the carnival with the wife beater on, and he's just like crazed. He looks like the person that you know, the hide your kids, hide your wife, because they rape and everybody up in oh, here. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. He looks like the suspect. <laughs> the way he's plotting through everybody at the carnival. I, I can see that for sure. Billy looked hot, though. He looked really good. And that was like his only scene. Like, we don't see him again this episode. Isn't that right? Oh, I, but I have a, I suspect we're going to see a lot of him in this last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Now, what I'm hoping for is that Billy gets the demon removed like Will did and then can finally have sex with Mike and Nancy's mom in season four. Oh, that'd be great. I'm going to be very upset if he's killed off before the consummation. You want to see their home wrecked. Dude, <laughs> I agree. No, 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 no. I don't want Mr. Wheeler finding out about it. It's not home wrecking if he doesn't find out? Exactly. Okay, all right. Now, I don't I don't condone cheating. Right. I'm not a, I don't like cheaters. I don't like that whole concept. Yeah. But... I do want to see these two get it on. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I think it would be fun. Oh, and yeah. It, yeah, it's a it's a it's a show. Let's let's let the characters be the characters that they are. And if that's Mrs. Wheeler, let's 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 let it happen. Yeah, let's let it go. There, there was all that tension too the first episode. Oh yeah. And I mean, what kind of home are we talking about here? Are they really happy? Maybe Mrs. Wheeler needs to get, is she really happy? She taken for granted this lovely home that she has. Does she need to go sleep with the guy from the wrong side of the tracks? Maybe get crabs or something. And then realize, (laughs) you know what? I have it pretty good here. I'm going to start acting right. Well, Mr. Wheeler is definitely taking her for granted. Right. He's yeah, not true. showing the love and affection. He needs. Mr. Wheeler doesn't have a scenario where he shows that love. There's not a way that he that Mrs. Wheeler could be acting any differently or another girl. That's who he is. He's the guy who gets scared on the fucking first yeah. wheel and closes his eyes on the Gravitron. <laughs> Karen wants to be with the guy that goes upside down on the Gravitron. If Billy was on that ferris wheel he'd have been rocking the cart back and forth <laughs> you know? trying to trying to make it do a flip yeah <clears throat> and trying to do a handstand on or it carney would have been like sit down or i'm stopping the ride sit down he'd had to have been told several times how your etiquette is on the ride i definitely see it and, and miss wheeler's backstroke would improve god billy should have gotten an uber that night <laughs> Speaking of cars, is that a Chrysler LeBaron that they're auctioning off in the mall? Yes. <laughs> we had uh, several Chrysler LeBarons in our family growing up, and I had one that had been handed down from my brother to me, and I got it at the very end of its life. And this is when I was living in Chicago, so I didn't really need a car. So it was just like, it was more of a hassle than anything. But it was like, it was either going to go to like, essentially, I think a, a junkyard or to me. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take it in case I need to get around. It was a convertible. Um, by the end, it was a convertible coupe. So the driver's side window was shattered in the door. So you would hear it, the shattered glass in the door. And I'd cut out plexiglass and duct taped it to then the convertible <laughs> top. I love and it. And while it was sitting out on the street in Chicago... In the winter. Uh, Oh, I'll get to the winter. This was during the summer. It had the plexiglass window duct taped to the 
convertible roof and around the door for when it rained. And I came out one morning and somebody had slashed uh, from the driver's side door to the passenger side door, the roof, to then get in and take what was inside the car, which was nothing but garbage from when my brother had it that I hadn't cleaned out, and maybe a handful of really disgusting pennies in one of the cup holders. And that's it, because had no security because it had a window that you could remove just by pulling it off, but they hadn't noticed that. And then they cut it. And then I had to duct tape the roof. (laughs) And then then when it rained, yes, there was a puddle in the, uh, always in the passenger side door. And then when it was in the winter, it would freeze. So then there was just like a sheet of ice in the passenger side floor. And then by the end, I was driving it home from the grocery store a few blocks away when the brakes gave out. And then I had to pull the emergency brake. And then at the end, we just, my brother was like, uh, I can't find the title. So you just got to ditch it on the side of the expressway. <laughs> so, and take the license plates off. So I creeped it slowly, like late one weeknight onto the expressway. Mind you, no brakes. The brake pedal would go right to the floor it was just metal on metal and i just creeped it onto the side of uh the eisenhower then walked around unscrewed the license plate and walked away and then uh never thought of it again until apparently uh my brother got a letter because they could track him down by the vin of course yeah dumbass and uh they had to pay a bunch of fees because it was in a junkyard but that was the end of that car and that was the chrysler the baron only a few years after the one being shown here Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy shit. I do love seeing the, those old cars that now are just like, you know, you look at them like pieces of junk. Although that LeBaron is still pretty cool. I love like a, an 80s convertible. Uh, convertible yeah, makes do they it still do LeBarons? I think they're done, right? Oh, yeah. Is Chrysler even still a thing? Yeah, because the 300. I think all they have now is like the Chrysler 300. Oh, but right. then they also have Dodge and Jeep. And Jeep is the thing that keeps them afloat because they can't make Jeeps fast enough. People love them. Oh, okay. Jeeps are beautiful. Yeah, my uncle had a Chrysler dealership. That's why we always had Chrysler cars. Okay. Ever any Sebrings? Oh, yeah. That was the car I was driving when uh, I met my wife was a Sebring. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What else do we got, guys? Do we have anything else? Well, we got the the last scene there in the mall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. With Eleven and her bullshit now that she's dragging the group down with. Oh, yeah, her leg. Yeah, she's really milking that injury. It's really good that she showed up when she did because the Russians were closing in on them. So she was able to fling the zebra or the... She was able to fling the LeBaron onto the Russians. Yeah. And then they they touched it up and then they sold it to to DB's family. Yes. But (laughs) then Steve, Robin, Dustin, and Erica need to ask themselves, were we better off when we were just facing off against the Russians? Because now we got Eleven here and she's got this target on her back for this fucking demon now that's going to show up. Yeah, they should have never met up with them. They had their own thing going and it was pretty good. Like they were a cool group. I mean, uh, maybe maybe Erica was kind of pulling them down a bit, but she was coming around. So yeah, I agree. I think that's a good excellent point. They should have stayed <laughs> stayed on their own cuz they were they were doing better with half of them being really fucked up on drugs and yet they were still making out better than they are now with the the kids in 11 with their superpowers does nancy still have the shotgun wait well where the fuck is nancy now where is nancy and jonathan 
They're there. Oh, they're, they're there. there. They're just mm-hmm. they're so blended into the background. They're like, you guys just stay back here because they're they're having trouble standing up. They're like Charlie Sheen in the last days of Two and a Half Men, right? Where he <laughs> yeah. prop himself up on uh, tables. <laughs> <laughs> they're lousy with tiger blood at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as far as when you look and you see that she's got that little fucking thing living in her body now, whatever the hell caught up in there. Right. My vote goes to cut the fucking leg off. The foot's got to go anyway. <laughs> yes, it's only yes. a matter of time. Just get rid of it. It was either that or diabetes. Saw her leg off. <laughs> maybe, maybe this monster thing is just an allegory for the diabetes that Hopper has foisted upon her. Oh, they did shoot that scene of Egos. Yeah, just to remember how she got here. Hopper's in charge of all this. I thought it was Barb, but I now realize it's Hopper. It is becoming less and less likely that that Vegas bet on Barb coming back into the picture is going to pay off. But you know what? I don't agree. You got one more poll on the slot machine and it could come up triple seven. So we'll have to see next week. I will be waking the neighbors up if when I watch that final episode, that bitch shows up. and with that guys i think that'll wrap up episode seven of season three of stranger things we'll be back next week with our thoughts on the final episode exciting and then we'll definitely have to do a wrap-up episode after that um after we've had time to marinate on the season as a whole but uh right now it's just it's just a straight shot to the season conclusion. Aaron, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at Aaron Minogue and on Facebook at Aaron Marie Minogue. And Jared, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? My uh, Instagram, Deraj Nivelle. And if people want to find out more about this show or other shows, you can go to bandcast.com. You have questions, comments, feedback you can email it to bandcast at gmail.com or tweet us at bandcast yeah oh, you give us some thumbs down or whatever <laughs> yeah and whatever whatever floats your boat guys hand clap emojis talk whatever. shit to us we love a good debate we love it yeah we do we like new coke what do you got to say about that we also like clear pepsi so. Ooh, clear pepsi and crystal light crystal light Ugh. thanks so much for listening we'll be back next week 